All our lives, we're programmed from buying into other people's beliefs and limiting views of the world, and then we make them our own truths. Extraordinary Life Podcast is here to offer new perspectives that serve you and obliterate the ones that don't. Are you going to let other people's limits hold you back from your extraordinary life? Hey, Jennifer Merrifield here. Welcome back. This is episode 14 of Extraordinary Life Podcast. Today, I want to talk about acceptance mindset. And this podcast is dedicated to three listeners who contacted me with very similar topic requests. So a very warm shout out to Carlos, Rebecca, and Jen. Life doesn't always go as we want it to or plan it to, does it? Sometimes the struggle seems overwhelming. Have you ever felt like the struggles are not even in your control or they're just happening to you? How we handle ourselves when these things happen is what will either keep the struggle alive or allow it to more easily dissipate for good. I did a video some time ago about acceptance and change, and I want to elaborate on it today and also add some more details that lean more towards the relationship sort of side of it a bit more because they can be really challenging. So if you haven't heard my video, here's a story recap of Mad Lunch Guy. (laughs) Okay, so I was at this restaurant on my own and um, having lunch one day, and it was a place where the tables are kind of close together, close enough that you can, if you're not lunching with someone, you can definitely eavesdrop easily onto someone else's conversation. And that's kind of what I was doing. (laughs) As a forever, um, you know, student of human behavior, I'm just fascinated by things, especially when they stand out like this one did. So uh, there was a couple having their first date, or I assumed there were a lot of cues that seemed like this is definitely their first date. She got there first, he came in later, and from the moment he walked in, he was just Mr. Complainy Pants, like just everything was a problem. He was, you know, uh, complaining about the traffic, and that was why he was late, and he was you know, blaming on every driver and how people were and this kind of thing. And and she was great. I mean, she was really trying to spin it and trying to focus on the positive and really get this guy to lighten up a bit. And he just, (laughs) like every chance he had, he would focus on something else. And I was kind of in and out of listening to them. Um, You know, the next thing I heard was he was complaining about his, she complimented his shirt, I think. And then he said how it was dry clean only and that pissed him off, blah, blah, blah. It was just one thing after the other. And then kind of near the end before I paid, they were, I was like, there was a point where they were getting up to like to hug or something across the table I just thought like it was a good moment for me because I thought well this is great because they're you know maybe the date is going well and I haven't been paying attention for a while and sure enough they knock over their drinks and both of them go towards him which was just I mean I feel like he so set himself up for this with all his complaining and all his focusing on the negative and even when I was leaving after I paid my bill Um, I could still hear him complaining. So my point is this, the anger and frustration that he attached to his traffic experience and the dry clean stuff and all the problems he was complaining about, he chose to put more focus on them rather than what was not frustrating, (laughs) what was not frustrating and potentially amazing right in front of him. 
And he literally brought those annoyances from when they happened in the past to where he was in the present with him. I mean, he didn't leave them behind. He relived them with the same intensity of trigger as if they were happening for the first time. Now, we've all witnessed that, right? And maybe we've even been that guy to some extent. It's uncomfortable and it can be to a point where it's really, truly toxic. For those two, it was almost as if it was a physical thing that like a dark cloud floating above the table that had the power to seep into their date, to affect the mood of the date. And in this case, unfortunately, it largely became the main focus of the date. What if this guy was normally super chill and charming and funny and nice, and he didn't have a bad day? How different would that date have been? And how different would her perception of him been? We have to take ownership of the fact that regardless of what circumstances, events, and situations show up in our life, whatever emotions and reactions they bring out of us, we are choosing them. We always get to choose our focus. We always get to choose our thoughts and we always get to choose our behaviors. Yes, we can definitely be triggered to initially react unfavorably for sure. And when they happen though, we have two choices. We can accept things or we can change things. We actually have three choices, come to think of it. We can neither accept nor change like he did. And we then, of course, get to carry it around like a two-ton sack of you-know-what and relive it over and over. But if we do that, we're the ones refueling it. Nobody else is. We're the ones allowing it to have our power. We're the ones accepting headaches or stomach cramps or insomnia or whatever stress makes happen for you. Not letting stuff go triggers the same intensity of emotions and memories. And sadly, that's when it seeps into and affects other areas and other people in our lives, specifically our main relationships. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel like the other person was being unreasonable or daft or some frustrating, annoying way, and it was not your fault at all, yet you feel like it's unfairly affected? you. I totally get that frustration and I've been there. There's a strong need to be heard, right? There's a strong desire for justification and there's a strong feeling to just need to be heard and right, especially when you've done nothing wrong. But have we actually done nothing wrong in that situation? Maybe not in the same way they have and maybe not pertaining to what they were talking about or, or arguing about. But what about boundaries. We wouldn't allow ourselves to feel those ways if we had clear and strong boundaries. And that's what I'm saying we may have done wrong. And wrong, I don't really like that word, but let's say unserving to ourselves. What we're actually doing by holding on to those needs for justice and righteousness is putting ourselves in a victim mode. Ouch, right? No one wants to admit that. It doesn't seem fair when we're the good guy, the nice person, the one trying harder and harder. But hello, 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 hello. That is the echo of a room with no boundaries. There is a very simple and very quick way to get out of victim mode and out of those emotionally heavy, uncomfortable, 
frustrating AF situations, and I'm going to tell you exactly what they are. But first, I want you to get a picture in your mind of what the difference between victim, survivor, and thriver mode is, because it's what will remind you to drop the baggage and get control of your happiness and get control of your life. Now, I have a podcast that goes into a lot more detail. Um, check it out. It's episode three, I'm pretty sure, about mindsets. But here's the gist of it. Okay, first one, bottom level, lowest energy of them all is the victim mindset, or you could call it the victim mentality. This is the hopeless, poor me, blaming, deflecting, very fear-based. It's dependent, codependent on other people. You find yourself saying things like, why does this always happen to me? I never get, they're so lucky, I can't, blah, blah, blah. There's like shallow breathing up in your chest, anxiety, sadness, depression, lots of looking back at things with regret, guilt, and shame. You feel like life happens to you, kind of defeated, like there's no control over it. This is when we see people staying in relationships that are toxic um, because of a lack of self-worth, a lack of self-love, fear of being alone, um, fear of not being accepted by this person or a future person. Victims can be quiet and withdrawn and very empathetic, feeling other people's feelings and maybe even misinterpreting them. But on the other hand, victims can be outspoken and critical. You can hear them complaining and blaming life and blaming other people for their problems. They may have a strong sense of entitlement even. People living from a victim mindset and mentality are often brilliant actors, and I'm not talking professionally. They just know how to appear to be very well put together and carry themselves well and seem happy and content, but they are in fact suffering tremendously and they don't know how to get out of it. They just don't feel in control of their lives. Whereas survivor mentality is uh, a rising energy, but it's still limited. There's a cap to it. The gist of a survivor mentality, survivor mindset is getting by. So survivors can be fueled by anger, revenge, or simply frustration from being a victim in the past, but it's still better because there's optimism here, uh, forward movement, which is good. But at this level, it's often fueled by needing to prove something. Um, you know, victims are sorry, I'm sorry, survivor mentality people are feel limited to a certain level, um, but not fully stuck like victims. Survivor mode is um, it's on the move to doing more, like more focus doing which spends energy, spends time, spends money and resources until they're depleted again. It's like a, a cycle of never getting ahead. Survivor is certainly better than feeling dependent on others, um, but there's always a lingering worry or a lack feeling of maybe having to depend on things later. So there's a very strong independence in survivor mentality because of that fear of losing control, like in the victim mindset. So they often have strong controlling tendencies. I'll do it myself. I don't need anyone back off. I got this. But survivors want to band together with other people who have the same frustrations um, or limits. Um, and then they criticize people who have more so that they feel better about themselves. Um, they feel like they have some control, but they never fully get ahead to that freedom sense. 
And there's a sense of competition that comes from fear of not being good enough. So instead, there's a need to be the best or appear as better than you feel you actually are if you're in the survivor mode. And like I said before, survivor mode has ceilings and limits. It's like a cycle of overexerted doing, running out of energy and running out of money and resources and dipping back to the edge of that victim mentality and the fear from that of potentially falling in. It's the poor me, I'm tired, it's exhausting doing and proving over and over, needing to be noticed because of the struggles I have, or notice me because I got out of the struggles, but it's still about the struggles. Whereas thriver mindset is the highest energetic level, creative expression as a lifestyle, expanding, no limits, co-creation, this is the place to be. Non-resistance, inner belief, there's a calmness and trust. You can call it faith. It feels more like life happens for me. It's not out of control, but more like things easily manifest. I feel good about who I am and I don't need to justify it to anyone or get anyone else's opinion or approval. I just am and that's good. There's a lot of joy in a thriver mindset. It's a relaxed state of being even under pressure. There's full natural believing, <laughs> breathing, believing too. Um, coming from a place of self-love and self-appreciation versus self-judgment. There's no proving anything. It's like having a sense of self-worth and self-belief. You have boundaries and a backbone. Um, you feel like you're in full control of your results and you take full ownership of all your results even when you mess up but you move on from it because yeah you still make mistakes and feel frustrations and have preferences that aren't always met but it's how you choose to respond and react that shows up for you in a thriving mentality but nothing is judged as a bad experience it might be uncomfortable and not your first choice but the belief is that there's always something good to come of it. It's a place of interdependence. It's not a competition. It's co-creation, being a team. In thriving mode, we don't depend on others for our needs, nor do we feel like we have to do, have to do everything ourselves. All right, so that's the gist. You can see the, different, uh, the difference. Definitely um, check out that episode to get the full description. Here's what to do when you first have that moment where you realize, I don't like this situation, this conversation, this feeling, whatever it is. Choice number one, we can accept something and move on, which doesn't mean we have to say whatever happened was okay and we agree with it, but we're simply accepting that it in fact happened and we're just not gonna shove it in our pocket and let it live on with us. Remember, Hanging on to something is like choosing to have the experience, relive it again and again. If we hated it that much, why on earth would we want to keep it alive by choice? So say we're talking about a person, a very frustrating, annoying person. It can be hard to accept some people, right? In those situa situations, break it apart like this. There are no bad people, only bad choices. So know that the person who's annoying you or aggravating you, their behavior is not who they are. It's how they're feeling about themselves at that time. No matter how much they seem to be making it about you as the problem. This is such a 
golden nugget of understanding that will serve you so much in your life and understanding people and not taking things personally. There is so much freedom. If you take one thing from this podcast, remember that part. Happy people are not assholes. Only hurt people can act that way. And the stronger the emotion and expression of emotion that some people portray will tell you the exact level of self-worth they're feeling at that moment. Now, it can be because of a number of different reasons, but with boundaries, you can choose to not accept that behavior with grace and integrity, preferably, and not let it affect the rest of your day or week or your life. People hang on to things for so long, it's not necessary. All right, choice number two, we can change it. Now, if there's a way to change something like the actual situation, so for like angry lunch dude uh, at the restaurant, he can return his shirt. He doesn't like the fact that it's dry clean only, so return it, Um, lose the stress of it, right? Or we can change something around uh, around it to avoid the situation next time. So with his traffic, he hated it so much, pick a different route, leave early, I don't know, figure it out, right? The best yet is that we can change our belief around any situation. So with spouses and partners projecting and blaming, we get to change our belief from taking it personally to knowing it's their stuff and it will not ruin my day and my life and I won't allow it to give me fear, anxiety, and stress. And I know it happened, but I choose to minimize the lasting effect on me and let it give me strength instead. So changing our belief and perception around things can be very much like the acceptance choice. Frustration happens, it's a fact, and it's totally okay. Get some good cussing out if you need to, preferably alone, (laughs) or have a pity party. They can be very cathartic. I highly recommend them. But when you get out of victim mode and fully accept or change something, you're going to start noticing new opportunities to embrace that you would have missed before while being in a miserable mood. Don't let yourself drag this stuff around for life by retelling, reliving, refeeling the pain and hurts you experienced years before. Let it go. Be free. The other side I want to say about acceptance is what you accept about yourself. Are you creating truths about yourself that you're buying into, that you're simply accepting and at the same time not liking? Are you saying or believing limiting statements about yourself or your character? to yourself? Are you doubting your abilities and playing small? How are you showing up in life? How are you accepting yourself? That is programming and conditioning and that can all be shifted by you. When you notice the unsupporting thoughts, don't accept them. Tell yourself they are unacceptable and change them. I promise you. There is a world full of incredible, wonderful, fun, exciting, positive experiences and people right there in front of us when we accept ourselves first, when we open our hearts and when we drop our defenses. That is stepping into thrive mode. You always get to choose how long anything is going to put a cramp in your life. Any day and any moment in any day, we have the choice to refocus on something better. I believe in you. 
Thanks so much for listening. I would love a rating or a comment. And if there's a topic that you'd love to hear me podcast about, then please do be in touch and let me know what that is. In the meantime, this is Jennifer Merrifield, personal excellence mentor and coach, wishing you an extraordinary day.